Hello, welcome to the Unas podcast. My name is William, and today we're going to be interviewing Devin. Hey, uh, yeah, hey, I'm Devin. I'm a uh, well, I did my degree in BIE. Uh, I graduated last May in 2022, um, and yeah, I graduated with the cohort doing four years through that. Um, but yeah, now I'm a uh, hockey. Well, I work in hockey analytics for the having or sorry for the UBC team uh, for the Thunderbirds there, doing uh, analytics for them and working with our team there. And yeah, it's a uh, it's a cool time, but it's uh, it took a little bit to get there. And yeah, I guess uh, we'll go through that all here. Okay, so let's talk about a bit more about your background. So before doing hockey analytics, what did you do before? Yeah, so I originally, I guess it depends on how far back you want to go. Um, after graduating, I worked in uh, telehealth with Telus Health MyCare. Uh, I started with them the as an as just a summer position uh, after my third year in BIE, uh, just doing that for the summer. But then I decided to go do it part time and then continued on with it uh, after I graduated. Um, so my role there was uh, doing mostly backend work for our uh, for the doctors there, um, mostly administrative work there. But then I got really interested in hockey analytics, and here we are. But uh, that's the kind of main thing that, that I went through before. For okay, this. So so were you considering trade-offs between telehealth and analytics or? Um, no, I, I never really, I mean, telehealth was something that I was into, well, that I worked in just as it was uh, a lot of the, it wasn't ever something that I really thought I'd be working in. And it just kind of ended up lining up where it was, I was able to do it remote. So I was able to uh, work that into my schedule a lot easier. Uh, it was something where it just kind of just fell into, uh, into everything working out for that. But it was never something I saw as a long term uh, really role. So I kind of started working towards uh, what I wanted to do in hockey analytics, which I only really found out that I really wanted to do that um, after I graduated. So it took some time to figure out really what I wanted to do. But telehealth was never really the thing that I was uh, striving to continue in through, uh, through for my career. Okay, uh, would it be okay for you to like talk, talk us through like what exactly was telehealth? Like what, what did you like about it? What didn't you like about it? Yeah. Um. So I think the first thing I liked that it was with a company that had a lot of uh, ch chances for growth and a lot of uh, benefits that were really applicable um, anywhere in Canada. So of course, Telus is uh, nationwide, and there's a lot of uh, a lot of opportunity to really do stuff in a lot of fields with Telus. So uh, they have. Of course, they have telehealth. There's also telecommunications. They have a lot of business. Uh, work that they work through there. They are uh, trying to lead Canada through some environmental innovations um, with some startups that they're looking at acquiring and funding. So there's a lot of opportunity to uh, transition throughout the company in different areas. So that was a uh, kind of one of the things that initially made me interested in TELUS, um, just as, as I didn't really know what to do uh, graduating, it at least allowed me some options uh, to go into something that maybe would be a bit more interesting. Um, another thing with telehealth, it was, uh, it was, again, it was something where it does feel good to really work with people and uh, really have an impact on their lives. So uh, pretty much every day, I would be talking to our, uh, our patients, and they would be calling in about, you know, issues that they were having with their prescriptions or other things that they needed uh, dealt with. And then you could really see the impact that you were having and that the company was having on uh, their lives. So it felt really good to be able to do that. Um, but yeah, the some of the downsides of it are eventually it does get 
at least I found pretty repetitive. Um, there's not as much new stuff going on more as just, uh, in general, healthcare is a pretty slow innovation is slow moving uh system as in bc and in canada like we're still using faxes as our main way of communicating with other uh, doctors offices and with other clinics so it's uh not really something where you see a ton of new things happening and i just wanted something where i could kind of have some more uh creativity and some more ways to innovate within an industry oh that's fair yeah i've heard like in industries where in uh you're dealing with people's lives, it does tend to be slow. Yeah, actually, I want to talk more about like hockey analytics because like preparing for this interview, like I learned so much about hockey because I didn't know anything about hockey. Yeah. Uh, were you involved in hockey before you worked in it or? Um, Not really. So I, I played hockey um, growing up in Ontario. It was definitely a big part of my childhood. Uh, I eventually fell out of interest with it um going probably as i entered high school i just thought it'd be a lot more work going into high school and then uh decided to stop playing hockey um but i uh eventually then coming into university it was something that i picked up just watching games and uh originally just i'm a canucks fan so uh it's something that i started doing there just in my free time but as i continued through university participating in more online discussions with it learning more about the analytics side and how everything behind or outside of just the game of hockey works um, was a big kind of, it was a really interesting thing for me. Um, and then, yeah, in, in all honesty, after graduating, I, I still didn't really know what I wanted to do. Um, but then come this past September, I saw that the hockey analytics and scouting club for the, uh, for the Vancouver, or sorry, for the UBC Thunderbirds was asking for volunteers. So something I signed up for and, uh, there it was just doing scouting for them uh at the games so you'd be doing stat tracking uh you you know you'd count if you were counting you might be saying okay this player took a shot from here and then the player shot shot from here and all that stuff um and then was, along with that we'd also do scouting for our teams uh after for teams that we're facing um so we'd say we have some access to some video tools which are really useful uh and some also analytical tools online that we have so we can see what other teams are doing and how they are uh, how they're looking. So we make notes on all that. But then, uh, yeah, come this past January, I was off to position as the head of the analytics uh, or analytics team within the team. So uh, I now do that. And it's it's quite interesting to me where there's a lot of uh, things going on. Uh, I lead projects on really developing some models that we actually are utilizing the statistics that we're tracking at each game. Uh, so it's pretty interesting and then pretty, pretty interesting and pretty cool to see how it's coming about so far um i will say it's a pretty new field which is quite fun for me um realistically hockey analytics didn't really start uh until about maybe 10 12 years ago uh before that it was really just you know you'd have uh coaches and and general managers of teams just tracking seeing how many goals does this player have how many points uh, and then kind of using that as their metrics but over time you kind of want a bit more of a deeper understanding of why those or what is actually happening to explain what you're seeing on the ice so um that's kind of what hockey analysts is trying to do so we measure uh trends how players are performing uh and not just the actual results that are happening but what are the expected results for what they're doing and that's kind of a lot more important for the players so we can see how good they actually are so just to clarify, your experience was more of watching hockey than playing, and that's how you transitioned to hockey analytics. Yeah, so I haven't played in a long time. Um, it's 
but yeah i just watched i've been watching i mean nhl games now for uh for years and then started watching the ubc team this past september for the season and uh, we would go to the each game and then track uh, our stats there okay yeah that was interesting actually uh when i was a bit younger years before i was thinking of picking up hockey as well but then i i watched a few videos and i just saw like people on ice like boxing each other mm-hmm. and then i read somewhere as well that hockey is one of those sports like it's more in luck rather than skill would you think that's true i don't know um i don't think i mean fighting is definitely a part of the game it's not really the fights are i wouldn't say they're orchestrated um but the players know, generally know when they're fighting uh it's generally something that's more towards morale and uh towards a sense of justice and internal uh policing within the game uh in general i would say luck has a larger factor in hockey than compared to uh any of the other major sports in uh in north america at least where you have you have uh, basketball football uh soccer and baseball all of them as measured by um some new a numerous uh numerous stats here actually will say that there's a lot higher chance that you will have some very a high there's sorry there's a higher degrees degree of variance within hockey than there is within any of those sports um and a lot a lot of that is just due to how it's hard to kind of it's hard to explain really just over over a call but um with how each game plays out uh when in hockey you have a small a small puck uh it's you know it's as big as a tennis ball roughly going very fast upwards of uh, 160 kilometers an hour uh and then along the way anything can happen so you could have a player stick and maybe that changes the trajectory and then it's all within split second reactions it's much harder to kind of set up a play uh whereas compared to uh, something like football or something like soccer you have these slower moving plays where you know exactly what you're going to be doing and then your goal is to execute that uh as as uh as to the best of your ability whereas in hockey it's a lot more uh just on the fly kind of have to just go with what's happening and uh then a lot of that just end up with a larger variation between uh each each game and each team and each play so how does that work then? How, what exactly do you track? For example, in basketball, like you exactly know like who shot the ball, like which possession you're at. But as you said, that doesn't apply. So what exactly are you analyzing then? Yeah. So even with hockey, with there still being a lot of variation, there's still so much that uh, so many variables, uh, but we have ways to track a lot of those variables and we can see uh, to the best of our ability that there is um, that sorry um for this question um yeah sorry sorry can you repeat the question i just want to go through that again yeah uh i was so i i know a lot about basketball so that's Mm. all where all my comparisons are so so i'm just saying like if let's say in basketball if someone like picks a fight or something like the game stops immediately right and Mm -hmm. if someone has a possession you know this guy has a possession there's no like ambiguity like who has the ball there's nothing like that right but as you said in hockey, that's not the case. So mm-hmm. what exactly are you measuring if that's not the case, right? Yeah, so I we still measure a lot of those stats where you can you still know which player has the puck and which uh, which player is shooting it, which uh, and we, there's a lot of variables that we have access to that we can track. Um, so for the example, the 
the simplest and model and the biggest model which first came around in hockey analytics was the expected goals model this is something which is also uh, prevalent in soccer and i believe it was first developed there uh, before it was in hockey which essentially is saying in each with for each shot that a player takes what is the expected chance of it going in uh with the same variables as uh as any other shot with uh there so what we will do is we will track all of those variables so for example things that are important are the pass if there were, or whatever event has happened before the shot uh so this could be a pass or a face off or a hit or a puck battle um and then these all have some effect on the following shot so uh, we'll track that. We'll track where those events came from, uh, and then uh, then using a whole number of variables, it can be upwards of uh, I think the official formulas for the NHL that each team is using is upwards of a hundred variables or so now, um, which just track each minor thing that goes towards each shot, uh, what the uh, what the chance of that shot going in is, and from that then we do just once we have all those variables, we will uh, do lo logistic regression to then uh, calculate the uh, the expected result there. And uh, with that, then we can measure not only just, uh, we don't see just the end result, right? So you might get a goal on a shot, you might not, but you can see, okay, maybe this had a 20% chance of going in. And then that's pretty, that's a pretty big, uh, that's a pretty big number for that, uh, for any, for any shot. So you'd be quite happy with that. And you can see which players are trending in the right direction. So which players are having a lot of high danger uh, shots like that and which uh, players aren't really doing uh, that much with it. And that's kind of the simplest thing that we go through with hockey analytics. But it's still there's a lot of things that we do track and we have access to. So even with there being so much luck, we can really narrow it down to what are the things that are impacting this and what do we uh, and how do we how, how well did this person shoot in comparison? Okay, interesting. What was the number you said again? Uh, the number I said was twenty per uh, was a twenty percent chance. So generally, a chance. shot, mm -hmm. depending on where it's shot from, the closer to the goal, uh, generally the higher chance of a shot going in is. Uh -huh. Um, so twenty percent is pretty good. It generally ranges from maybe point zero three or sorry so three percent to maybe 33 percent for a shot going in um and of course there's a lot of variables that go into that but that's just kind of based on distance and the general things that you would see for where a shot is placed um what you would mm -hmm. the the variance between that shot did any of your like school courses prove to be useful in what you're doing yeah, I think probably the most useful one was, or I guess the most useful ones are the advanced, uh, let's see if I can remember the exact name, uh, advanced empirical uh, econometrics, which was Econ 493, and then also Econ 494, uh, which is the capstone thesis course are what I found to be the most useful. Uh, these are kind of based on our stats courses that we take in second year. Uh, and they do help, which also I would say those are those were also relatively useful, but they build on them in that we have to do coding for statistical models. And then we actually learn kind of how we, how we uh, build statistical models. So that's something which is definitely what a lot of what I do. Uh, and having that knowledge from those courses was definitely pretty helpful for figuring out how this all works now okay i'm interested in though when you said 100 variables so i assume you're putting like some weird things in there right because i i, I can't even think of 100 variables yeah so a lot of the variables will be based on other uh other 
things that we'll be uh, measuring. So they might not be actual in individual things that we see on the ice, but for example, you have your shot location. So you have your X coordinate, you have your Y coordinate. Uh, you have, if there is a shot that's coming right after that as in a rebound, you might measure the angle difference between the original shot to that shot. Uh, some of the other variables are, you know, even things as simple as what's the score of the game. So if your team is down by one goal, it has some effect. If, you're, if your team is down by two goals, it has some effect they're incredibly small effects but they just add up over time where once you build them once you add them all in it does have some actual relevance to it so uh there's just a lot of very minute things that go into it um for the models that we build with the ubc team uh we are this is really the i guess the second year where we're doing analytics now um so before that we did some stat tracking but um the i guess the uh, we didn't really do much. It only started about four years ago now for where we did anything with the team. So uh, we are still in its our, in our infancy. So uh, the models that we're doing now don't include that many variables, but for the official models, that's what they would be looking for. I just find it really hard to wrap around like a hundred <laughs> variable model. Like I, yeah. I, I'm just imagining a whole table of hundred variables. Oh, I don't even know what to do. Once yeah, I see it. it's uh, it's it's a little daunting at first looking at the uh, the data that we have and the spreadsheets that we're looking through. Um, but once it all comes together really nicely, because at the end of it, you just have one number and then it's, it, it looks, it looks really nice at the end of it. I'll say. That's good. So what was the experience like overall in hockey analytics? Um, it's been good. I have learned a lot about just beyond hockey analytics, um, just statistics in general, um, how to build models, how in this role as the the lead of the hockey analytics team, uh, doing how to how to manage projects and how to manage people within those projects. Um, so it's been a pretty enjoyable experience and a pretty uh, educational experience. So it's been uh, it's definitely something I want to continue in, and it's something that is uh, a pretty fun industry. Um, so uh, it's a pretty small industry still. It's you know it's only ten years old. So there's you kind of once you start to get to know some people, you it's pretty easy to find other people that know them, and then it's pretty easy to network and uh, just build a community within hockey analytics. So it's uh it's pretty it's pretty fun to see that and come together. That's fair. So the models that you use, would they be similar to, let's say, a hockey analytics team in another team? Because, um, like, I guess the question is, where does the information come from? Is there, is there like a research paper with 100 variables and then you, all of you guys just look at that? Or how does it So the the model, the model that I've been talking about here, the expected goals model, is... Uh, there are a number of papers about it. Um, there are a number of publicly available uh, models from different uh, sources. So um, I I am not sure whether I can list them here or not. But um, there are so you'd kind of start there. There's a number of great papers by uh, some great authors and uh, some some research papers. Some just from uh, fan bases for different teams looking to explain. Uh, to the fans just what these stats mean uh so for me that's where i started with it when i was looking at first building them i was like okay well what do i really have to do so uh i read through some papers from and some articles from just uh some of the uh some some fan bases for the canucks and then i started getting the more detailed some research papers and uh from there though what the nhl teams have is definitely a lot different than 
uh, are a lot more evolved than what we would be doing with university teams. Uh, again, the university hockey analytics, we started four years ago. We're still really just starting out with what we're building. Um, there's a lot more advanced stuff that we haven't gotten around to because you kind of have to have those first uh, those first preliminary models built before you can really dive into what would go beyond that or beyond that. Interesting. And then when you guys are tracking the statistics, it's, I assume it's really manual. There's no like central database or AI that keeps track of what's happening, right? So we have, we do manually track the stats. Uh, we do also have access to some, uh, we use one of our video analyzing software uh, that we we pay a company to do uh, that for us. So we record each game and I believe every team within at least the U Sports Hockey League, which is the league that UBC is in, uh, does the same. So we uh, record every game, send it to them, and then they will, I'm not sure whether they do it manually or whether they do it with, uh, with AI, uh, but they will mark each event that happens within a game and then uh, we can use all of that data once it's all published interesting so this company's i assume is has the same information as all the other teams so all the other teams are working with the same information as you guys uh, yeah, so I'm not sure whether the other teams are also utilizing the software. I think they should because it's great. Um, but uh, it's something that we use and every every team can have access to it. So it's something that uh, is not exclusive to us. And uh, yeah, every team has their data uh, being published there, uh, even mm -hmm. if they are uh, a subscriber to it or not. So uh, it's something that everyone has access to. Okay. And would you say that hockey analytics has changed the sport. For example, in basketball, uh, they always mention how basketball analytics, mm -hmm. with the more they analyze, they got the expected value of the three-point shot, and they figured out that it's always worth it to take the three. That's mm -hmm. why there's lots of threes now. Uh, mm -hmm. Is there something like that in hockey? Um, so it's definitely changed the sport outside of the game. So you would see the general managers for teams who are looking to acquire players might be are looking at much different things than they were before. Uh, and now you have whole teams who are analyzing these players uh, to really figure out which ones are the best ones. Uh, within the game, I would say it probably hasn't impacted it as much as you would see with uh, with basketball, um, with, for example, the three-pointers there. Um but I think it definitely has an impact. I don't know really if there are any articles or I'm sure the teams do go through it with their players and say, hey, here are the best spots that we should be shooting from for these plays. But again, with hockey being so free flowing, it's hard to really say whether uh, whether the impact of advanced uh, analytics is as useful for the players as it is for everyone outside the game. That's fair. And uh, do you have any advice for undergrads, let's say, who are interested in a career path that you took? Yeah, uh, join your university hockey analytics team. Um, no, so I mean, it's a very small community. Um, I think of joining the analytics, if your university does have one for UBC, we do have one. So uh, joining that team would be fantastic. Um, they're always looking for volunteers. There's always more stats to track. Um, and it's a great way to get into it and know some people within the local uh, community for it and then also get to uh, start networking with those people. And also it's very easy to network with people 
in the industry as a whole because it is so small. So once you know one person, then it's easy to know uh, the third, the second, the third, the fourth. And um, yeah, it's very easy to connect with the even the NHL data analytics uh, or hockey analytics uh, people. So they are often uh, all they are able to you can just reach out to them on LinkedIn or on their through whatever the team's website is. Um, there are hockey analytics conferences, which uh, go a couple times a year at different uh, at different locations. I believe Seattle did one this past year, and I assume they're doing one again. Vancouver, I think, might have, may have done one back a few years ago. And there's also no ones on the East Coast uh, out there. So those are great places to really get to know people as well. Let's say someone who's wanting to get into hockey, mm-hmm. what's what's a good team to start looking into? Or what's your favorite team? Oh, I mean, my favorite team is the Vancouver Canucks. Um, I would recommend mm-hmm. not following them if you if you don't want years of heartbreak. But um, <laughs> I think any team in the NHL really uh, has a good. They're all the hockey in general, especially within the NHL, follows all teams. Kind of have their uh, ups and downs. So mm-hmm. and they follow rather uh fluid cycles so you'll have teams who are considered rebuilders so they don't really have a a core of players that they are looking to uh to go to contend with for the for the uh for the playoffs but then over time it usually takes within three to five years for a team to go from that into contenders so uh not every team wins once they're a contender but no matter what team you follow generally within a few years they will be uh on the upswing or the downswing, but regardless, you'll see some good, uh, some good hockey from really any team. And really, I would say about out of the 32 teams in the NHL, about 30 of them are generally at least fun to watch. So I think it's hard to make a bad choice when you're, when you're looking at hockey teams. Yeah. I, I've heard similar things as well. They say hockey is one of those sports when the underdog has a really good chance to win. Yeah. Again, when it just comes back to luck, right? There's, you won't see these statistical, uh, even though there might be statistical domination in within a game, you can still see the score be so different from that, which is part of why hockey analysis is important because you can tell at least you're doing the right things, even if you're losing. But um, for fans, it's just, it's great to watch. And uh, yeah, no matter what, you can still see some great games. uh, And I would say almost all hockey games are fun, uh, at least to participate in. Yeah, especially the fights. They're fun to watch as well. They are indeed, yeah. Yeah. So we partly talked about this already. You want to continue working in hockey analytics? Aside mm. from that, do you have any future plans? Um, Not not particularly. I, uh, you know, with working in hockey analytics, the goal would be to work for an NHL team. So that could really bring me anywhere within North America. Um, that's the goal, uh, and hopefully that will lead to some cool plans uh, for for my life, for where I'll be, lead to some new interesting uh, interesting things to look out for in whatever city that might be. But uh, yeah, beyond that is just spending time. I like I like the outdoors, so I spend a lot of time uh, in the mountains and just uh, with with friends and doing camping and trips like that. But uh, those are really the, the things that matter to me. So doing those trips out there with uh, with friends and my girlfriend, of course, is uh, is very important. Okay. And say, let's say you've achieved everything that you wanted to do. Could you mm-hmm. describe to us what your ideal career or career day would be? Oh, um, so I guess the ultimate goal, if we're really if we're really pushing it, is to be a general manager of a uh, hockey team so Mm -hmm. the ultimate career day would be the day that we 
win the Stanley Cup, which is the the eventual uh, goal for any hockey team. Uh, and hoisting that myself on the ice would really be the only thing that matters. Uh, and the only thing about that day that would really, uh, I think that'd be the only thing I'd remember from it. It'd just be a blur beyond that. Oh, yeah, that sounds fun, to be honest. Anyway, that's all the questions that we have. We'd like to thank Devin for being part of this podcast. And thank you to our listeners. We will see you in the next episode. Bye-bye.